I had no business training. And I'm going, look how easy it is to make all this money. And these people go to business school. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bill Small. And I'm Miles Hansen. Welcome to the subtle art of not yelling a weekly podcast for creatives about the creative process. Learn how to finish what you start, ship your work, and build a business without being the loudest on the block. Less Less noise, noise, more. (sighs) Today's guest was featured in the film and the book, The Secret. He's an author, a speaker, a musician, a creator, and a brain rewiring coach. Join us for a conversation with Bob Doyle. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, there's not there's not too many things I can probably get by Bob at this point because we've known each other for a little while. No, but I've been out of the Bill Small game for a hot minute, so who knows? I may be I'm, my my tools uh, may be dull a little bit. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm, very frightened by that. Uh, Bob Doyle with dull tools. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> so, you know, it was interesting. Miles, uh, we got on a little early and he was asking me a little bit about you, making sure that he knew who we were talking to today. And uh, I gave him a little backstory. But, you know, Bob, you have been around for a little while. And I'm not saying you're old, I'm just saying you've had a wealth of experiences. And uh, and you and I've known each other for quite a while. Yeah. Um, you are, you know, known as a. I, I know this sometimes comes out like a dirty word, but like a law of attraction guy, and I mean that in the best sense of the phrase. <laughs> <laughs> on the scale of how you judge law of attraction guys, yeah, I'm on the topper end. Topper yeah. end. You're, yeah, you're okay. on, yes, you're on the top end, but. But that's not where you started out in life and in work and in things. Um, no. How did that even happen? Where did you, you know, like... So I, so I was a broadcaster. I always knew I wanted to be a broadcaster. My dad was in broadcasting and, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm a silly person and I just, and that, and, and so that was my trajectory. But then when I started broadcasting and I couldn't be as creative as I wanted because I was bratty, you know, like, I want to do what I'm, let me do my voices. No, you're in Atlanta. You got to work your way up. Well, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to quit and I'll find my own way. That's what I'll do. (laughs) And, uh, and that led to a series of careers that had nothing to do with broadcasting, but did teach me a lot of skill sets that I later used, um, uh, to create, you know, to try to create various businesses. And I did a fitness thing for quite a while. And actually the fitness site I did was what got me talking to people in general. Broadcasting was a way to hide from people. This fitness site was about physique transformation. So people had to really go within, find out who they really were, what was really motivating them. And I was like inspired by that because I was doing a bunch of interviews with people. And that was sort of the gateway into personal development. You know, I've just, I, I'm suddenly talking about stuff that helps people. But when I had my own sort of aha, because I, then I went into personal training thinking, oh, well, I'm going to help, I'm going to facilitate this transformation that I'm so excited about. And then I realized that in real life, 
Most people are not like the people I interviewed. The people I interviewed were the excellence, the one who were committed. They did it. You know, yes, they had their ups and downs, but those are the folks I talk to. A lot of people who come into the gym are not those people. They just know they should do something. They don't have the why. They it's not. They haven't. They don't know how to make this fitness, th this new fit version of them themselves. Anyway, it was just a frustrating thing. So then I was like, well, I'm. I, I and then at the same time, I had a real job which was killing me. So I, I, I quit and I said, well, I'm going to just do, I'm going to find, I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do. I had an interest in the idea of creating reality and manifesting. I think mostly because of my own, nothing's working. I got to figure out how to make stuff work. And that, and to cut out uh, just a really long, unnecessary story, that search is what eventually led me to um, a book that, that, took all this metaphysical, these metaphysical concepts of manifestation and stuff and just put some science to it. Just enough quantum physics of our thoughts and how our thoughts impact things that I had an aha moment. And it was enough for me to start utilizing some of these things I'd learned about whatever, what I learned later was the law of attraction to, to change my life. And I started implementing those things and saw results. Long and short of it is I had life-changing a life-changing impact from learning about these things. And I did exactly what I did when with my fitness world. I just started turning around and teaching them online because I knew how to do that because I'd done all that with fitness. I just turned it into this conversation. But soon after that, I, I started that because that was more or less a facilitator of other people's information, right? But I decided, no, I want to be the person who creates the value. I want to have a deep understanding. I want to be this person, not aspire to be this person. And that was really the key thing. And I especially talk about that now, since my conversations changed a bit to neuroplasticity, the importance of being that person. But what that did was it impacted the way that I showed up in the world, how I talked to people, how I thought the emails I wrote, every conversation was from, I am this now, not one day, can you help me become this person by, you know, and that I think is what ultimately well, I know that owning that as who I was, was what started these downloads, if you will, related to at that time, the law of attraction, which took that little program I had created and put out there with my first initial, you know, just facilitating this information. Now I was building this huge encyclopedia of law of attraction information based on what was coming down to me. That I think is what got the attention eventually of Rhonda Byrne when she was looking for law of attraction teachers, because it was just this massive thing. And I had a very specific voice grounded, scientific. I'm just a normal guy. I'm not woo woo. I'm not trying, you know, no big, huge leaps of faith. And I think if you watch the film, you know, there's all kinds of people addressing this, this subject. And I think that was just a voice that she wanted. So that's, that's how it happened. It was really just me trying to figure out my own life, getting some answers. And then just, it just seems to be in me to turn around and share it. I just like to use the technology that's out there to do it. And so I did it and then boom. So you mentioned Rhonda Byrne. So obviously referring to the secret both yes. the the film and the and the book, I you know I remember when uh, even before you and I worked together, someone suggested that film to me, and you could watch it on the internet for five bucks, and that's the first time I ever streamed, yeah, any content on the internet, and I and I had that thought that I'm sure so many other people had, oh my god, this is amazing! <laughs> I can't wait till I can watch more things like this. Yeah, it was, I mean, nobody, none of us knew what kind of impact it was going to ultimately have, but it seemed to hit pretty good. But again, strategically, though, the first people who learned about it were basically on email lists of people who were already in the conversation, which meant that the preliminary audience were already kind of interested in this subject matter. So it, it makes sense that the initial response was overwhelmingly positive, which it was. And then 
they start telling their friends about it. And then the friends come in and go, this is a bunch of shit, you know, that kind of stuff. And then it begins. That's when it really began for me in terms of like things changed and the profession and my message and everything. Because now people who had not heard about it before were poo-pooing it and had misread a lot of the signals in the movie and the messages were all wrong. So it became about untangling all that stuff, which became exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was the book that gave you your first little aha moment? Happy Pocket Full of Money by a, game, a guy named David Cameron Gikandi, who later became the creative consultant for The Secret. Rhonda Byrne found him through going through my stuff. And uh, there you go. It's, I still recommend the book highly. It's, it's a fantastic book. I want to check that out. Yeah. You know, Miles brought this up and you've already led into it. I remember um, talking with you about your, for lack of any other way to talk about it, your internet marketing journey. And, and you had a fair amount of success, if I remember correctly, with the fitness side of things. That's where I learned the basics of putting together programs and setting up email systems and that kind of stuff and, and setting up, you know, e-commerce e type of things. What do you find, uh, you know, that was quite a while ago. It sure was. What year? Let's get a timeline going. That was 2002. Okay. Actually, I first started marketing online in 1998 with a, with a, um, a CD called Flight Waves, which is a binaural brainwave synchronization program. And at that time, Bill Harris, who most people now know for Centerpoint, huge, also had a, also was out there with that stuff. And I was getting questions about how does this compare to Holosync? And I hadn't even heard of it, you know. And at that time, he was famous for having a just ugly, simple web page that looked just awful, but it converted like crazy. That was his, he was known as like Mr. H or something. Do you, were you around for any of that? <laughs> no. Uh -uh. Uh, yeah, it was, it was fun times. But yeah, 2002 is when the Wealth Beyond Reason program got out there. Cool. And that's when it really started. The wild west of, of all that. That's crazy. It was. And it was so easy, man. It was. It, people answered their email. They opened it. They read it. I ran my own email server on my own, you know, on the host thing that I did. I didn't, there was no Aweber. There was no Infusionsoft. There was none of those guys out there. And so I just ran my own little email list, got it up to like 70,000 people all on my own with just, uh, you know, whatever my simple opt-in was. I remember I had 37 follow-up emails at the time. Okay. And, uh, and it worked like crazy. You know, it worked. I, my, I got, I totally changed my life, changed my financial situation, everything, and was doing what I loved before the secret happened. The secret just added another layer and a bunch right. of other fun adventures. <laughs> How big did that email list get eventually? Because it got pretty big, didn't it? My email list, well, once I moved over to like the bigger systems and stuff, I got it up to 210,000 before uh, there was a technical, there were a series of technical issues with my provider and I lost like two thirds of the list. And that was the beginning of a terrible uh, thing that you know, it, just to recover from that and, and to change. And it was just, you know, it was a nightmare. It was nightmare. And that was the same. And that all happened 2008, 2007 recession. Wow. So people stopped spending money. And I had a third of the people that I could even reach anymore. So it was like a huge sort of a shakeup. So how does one recover from that? I know it took a while. and oh, It took a long while because... It took a long while because, see, the, the, I mean, I'm, I'm very open about this, you know, when I talk. But when I started this, I, I didn't, you didn't need to know about business. You just needed to know how to set up a thing to take money, right? <laughs> I had no business training. 
Right. And I'm going, look how easy it is to make all this money. And these people go to business school. Ha 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 And then all kinds of crap happens. You go, oh my God, I do not know how to handle this. I wasn't prepared. And, and just sort of, there were all kinds of things that happened at that time. There was issues inside my marriage, which I, you know, because that a divorce came later. So that was going on. The, the business and people weren't responding anymore. I had gotten, oh, that was the other thing was post secret. Um, you know, they, all the marketers come out of the woodwork and they go, we'll help you take it to the next level using our internet marketing strategies that have proven to sell gazillions of internet marketing products, which are not personal development products. But we all said, that sounds, well, not we all, but Bob all said, that sounds okay. I was skeptical, but I trusted them. And they put these systems into place, which destroyed another huge segment of my list because the because I just I just trusted them and their methods and it wasn't in my voice and my list said screw you you know and that and so that another huge valuable lesson learned so really what was important in terms of regrouping was it was not just a business crisis I was also having like a personal like who the hell am I crisis right like who am I because I'm not this Bob Dorf from the secret guru who just has no personality and just like, that was a thing. Cause I felt like there was that expectation. Live streaming had come along now and I'm starting to be a little bit, I'm starting to find me through this medium. Now I can be a little bit more silly and all that, but I needed to decide, needed to decide. And it took years to do this. Who do I really want to be now? Okay. I, I knew what I wanted to have in my life, what my business wanted to look like. And all of that happened. But then it was like, well, who am I? And that's what I realized I, as things went on and, and um, you know, I evolved and was responding to the success and all of that stuff that was happening. You know, in retrospect, I go, wow, I didn't handle that well at all, at all. But I did the best I could at the time. So I don't beat myself up for it because we could all do that. But it was like, you know, just so many things I wish I'd done different. But I didn't, I didn't have a clear sense of who I was. And honestly, it took getting out of my marriage. It took getting into another relationship, moving away, spending time, you know, just sort of in other things to, to really get a sense. Cause I'd been, I'd positioned myself very strongly as this particular person and it wasn't working on, on many levels. And so to redefine that and get what I honestly, ultimately I just needed to get alone. I needed to get at, in no, in no relationship so that my identity and my worth didn't have anything to do with anybody else's expectations. This was just for me because I'd always only had that because I got married very early. So everything in my life was about making sure that everybody was okay with how I was, right? Whether or not I was okay with it or my perception of how I thought they, this was another thing, how I thought they thought I should be. A lot of times I found out it wasn't that at all. And I could have just been myself, right? But, but that's not how the brain worked back then. So getting away from all of that influence and all the pull of how I should be or whatever allowed me to really get to a, a great place where I could, I could get clear what I wanted to do professionally, how I wanted to do it. That's when I had my, you know, turnaround around what my message is and moving from law of attraction to neuroplasticity, which is much more, I mean, the transformations happen faster. People understand it longer. There's no debate. Anyway, I could go on forever about why I do what I do now, but I needed that clarity and, and get out of all this problem solving mode and dealing with all these people for me to get grounded enough to say, who do I want to be? What do I re really want my business to look like? How much do I really want to spend? And I mean, letting go of the law of attraction conversation to the extent that I have took a while to make that decision because you go, well, that you want to dance with the one that brung you. Right. But then when I looked at reality, she hasn't been dancing with me for like 10 years. So why am I still dancing with her? 
So anyway, it, all that to say, it took it took just getting really super present and letting go of a ton of old stories so that I could redefine myself. Because once I know who I am, then everything else can and be that consistently. Then I'm going to attract, if you will, appropriately, and things are going to play out the way they should. Wow, you're really bringing to mind the kind of obvious um, the the melting pot that is business and life. Like there's really no separation. Uh, so much when you think about it the way you just explained, at least with like a very personal, intimate brand that you were building, um, you kind of have to have yourself figured out first. I think that's a really good reminder uh, that I'm hearing. Is It's true because otherwise my message, and it was, if you look at my, just look at the, what I've put out over the past 10 years, like all over the place, all meant, you know, all I believe, I believed everything I've done would right. help somebody, but it's like, who is he? And what is his message? What is going on here? You know, and that, that again, it just shows up as something that people pick up on and it's not attractive. Right. You know, you, you got to get that, that clarity. And I think what you said about it's blurry is especially true for entrepreneurs and especially when they work at home, which I do. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. then there really is no division. It's just all life and you're you in all of it. Would you say that uh, over, you know, that decade where you're figuring things out and you're putting out all these different things that yes, at that moment you believed in them. Oh, yeah. um, I'm, I'm guessing then that the results really didn't show up. You know, people weren't right, or they weren't consistent. Or, but and, here's the, here, I'll tell you what, here's the biggest lesson because, and, and you probably know this about me. But I spent way too many years. One of the reasons that I was, I feel, I truly believe that I had the struggles that I did was because I was so worried about getting things going, I was charging way too little for everything I was doing. Mm. I was trying to make it easy for people to buy stuff, right? And I have learned definitely now, it took a long time, that those people, for me, like at the beginning, at the beginning of my career, that's wh who I was. Right. I was one, I was starting out. I was learning. I was at the bottom. I was struggling all this stuff. But what I did was I freaking kept my energy there with those people. I can't grow my business charging those prices. I can't build a marketing machine to get more people charging those prices. And I can't get the people who are going to, you know, spend real money and get and, and put in the level of commitment. This work right here, especially the neural trend, the, the, uh, you know, changing your brain, that takes the ultimate commitment and the people who are just going to throw a few hundred dollars at you are not going to, they just aren't going to do it. They aren't going to commit to what you need to do. But the people who are spending money with me now, they're spending money and it shows that they're committed. They know they have a non-negotiable goal. They do know that they can change their brain. This isn't like the law of attraction. Well, maybe I'll get it to work. It's just, we're going to have, we're going to work together and we're going to change your consistent inner conversation until your brain does its biological thing which it's doing right now with the conversations you're sending it and you will change and you will act and you will be, and you will get the results. So there's no question. There's no question that we will get you there. It's just a matter of time. You, all you have to do is do what your brain needs to change it. And that's what no, hardly anybody does, especially if they go, if they're just looking at the law of attraction conversation, because they're waiting for the universe to do too much of it. Right. You know, I, I want to come back around and talk more about what you're doing now in neuroplasticity and also marketing because, you know, it, it is kind of at the heart of getting people to show up. But I feel like you and I got to play together 
in in a very special thing that you created when maybe you were at the front of that trying to figure out who you are journey. You know I was, Bill. Come on, I know maybe. You were. Uh, called the Boundless Living Challenge. Yeah. And, and, and I w- really want to talk about it because it's come up on this podcast several times. It has. Various things about it. I may have uh, used gibberish opera as, a, as an example oh, yeah. once or twice. I saw that. I did see that. And this guy. Yeah, a couple other things. I just say this guy. You know, I don't want to call you out. Yeah. And he was <laughs> but, totally stopped. Yeah. Um, and, you know, luckily nobody's ever really seen the movie, so it's okay. <laughs> but uh, I'm still amazed uh, you know, what was that? The summer of 2008, you had thousands of people sign up for yeah. this thing. Um, for free, but yes. Yeah. It, yeah. It's still hard to get them to do it now for free. Even if it's free, it's hard to get them to do it. But Isn't yeah, back weird? then, the, ult- the ultimate, again, it just, it just shows how things change. But back then, I think the we had a, fir, a few rounds of the thing, and the first few were absolutely the best and the most special, and those are the relationships that last forever. I think we kept trying to get it going. At one point, I know we had fourteen thousand people right. signed up, but there was they, they were not active like that first few rounds were, which were really, really. I mean, that was they that was an amazing thing. I'm sure we all agree. Who who were there? Yeah. It was what forty five days to. Yeah, what, create what, what, something um, you wanted to do, or or move, yes, yes, yeah. do something that yes, do something that you'd always wanted to do but not been able not not allowed yourself to do it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and yours was playing music in front of people. Yeah, was performing That's in front right. of people. It's, it's still cringy to watch, but I did it. <laughs> yeah, but the interesting thing is you did it, and and since then, man, it opened up this whole other musical life for you. It it did. The ukulele was way more instrumental. It, it was the so when I look back at that time, I mean, just to, just to fill people in, I I had this hang up about playing music. I was mostly I called my I consider myself more more of a keyboard slat, and I played a little bit of guitar, but I really wasn't awesome at either one of them. But we were going to work together and and do a performance, and the whole the movie is about watching me just struggle with this and Bill tormenting me nonstop to get out of my head and do the thing. And I was just suffering, 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 but, but we did it. But what that did, I mean, it was like, okay, yes, I did that. I didn't die, all that stuff. But, and it wasn't that long after that, that I picked up a ukulele and that changed everything. And even today I spend an hour and a half, two hours. I am so committed to this instrument. Um, and it's, you know, it's like my favorite thing. And, and I don't, but, but I don't play for people and I don't post as much as I used to. I went through a whole period when I first learned that they're still out there. The bathrobe sessions, I was playing, I was singing, I was really out there. I was doing open mics all the time. I mean, I had huge breakthroughs in that. And then when I moved to LA, I didn't do that so much. And, you know, you get out of the practice and then I was started bunched up. But what I did was I focused more on getting better. Like, not just getting up there. And I always I already felt like I thought I had like this unique sort of style, not just your typical ukulele strum. But then it was like a few years ago, I was like, no, I'm going to learn to play the melodies. I'm going to learn to do this stuff, not rely on the stuff like singing that's, you know, I'm going to find my joy in this. Like, why am I trying to force myself to do something that I really don't want to do to prove something? There's plenty about this instrument I love to do. And so I just, I love getting better. It feels like 
it's to me, it's like a personal thing. And I've let myself off the hook about like, I should be performing. Like, I think back then I felt like I should be doing this. If I have this ability, I should be doing this. And I don't feel that way anymore. Although every now and then I, you know, I'll sit there and I'll have a good run and I'll go, okay, I think I'm getting ready to like, like, I want to share this on a new level. Remember when we came, I came out to your place and we were going to record something like, I'm so glad we didn't do that. Because that's not that's not how I would have wanted myself to be represented. Way now, way more now today, is something where you know. Um, but yes, that that exercise of going through all that discomfort and realizing I didn't die and gibberish opera in particular, you know, were huge things that made like I'll never forget them, and I always refer to them, and it always reminds me of what you know what is absolutely possible. The thing about that, because now that I'm especially into the brain rewiring and how our brain works, you know, for me, what I've learned is I've got like eight or nine different guys inside of me. They all operate differently. They have different ways of talking and fears and different things. And when I have to shift between one and the other, like right now I'm Bob Doyle from the secret bills friend. And then I'll go over here and I'm AI animation guy. And over here, I'm, you, you know, there, and I have different ways of being and to, to shift like that is like taking a train. It's just like, it's like everything stops and I shift and it's uncomfortable and all of that. Where the hell was I going with that? I can't remember what you said to prompt that, but well, you were talking about neuroplasticity and and yes. shifting between these different, you know, right? Because of something of you it. said before about I don't I don't remember. I, I'm so sorry I derailed, but it's okay. Well, I guess your your brain isn't as plastic as you thought it was, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm easily distractible. That's for sure. You brought. I think Bill, we might be thinking this too, but. You brought up something uh, in passing there, which I'd love to hear more about the AI animation. What's what's going on there? So I'm above anything else. I am a I am a creator, right? I was in broadcasting because I love to create. I've always been into creating visual stuff. I've been into to computer art since it w existed in the '90s. Um, you know, voice stuff. I'm a voiceover artist. I'm fascinated with voice cloning. I've done characters for years. I mean, it's like that's that whole aspect of me. AI has brought all of this to like the, the creative ability to a, just an, an incredible new levels. You know, you just the text to image, text to animation, voice cloning. I clone your voice in five minutes. Sound just like you right now. You know, I take this recording and in five minutes. You're going to hear your voice coming out of my mouth. Right. And a few more minutes. It'll be your face saying those things. I've done this. I've got those goofy videos. Joe Biden speaking Spanish about, you know, whatever. That, but that, that, that stuff to me, while there's the whole, this is scary, it, 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 it could do all these things, it's like, yeah. But until then, I'm going to have fun with it because it, it's stupid to resist it. It's not going anywhere. The tools are amazing. They get better by the hour. And for a creator like me, it's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I can't. It's, the dopamine is insane. It's, it's really insane. In fact, I, I, I actually tell, I give them a warning before people, when people ask me, how do you get into this stuff? I say, first of all, be aware that if you are a creative and you like the result of something you create, like when you write a song and there's that dopamine hit, if you do a good thing, a little thing you're drawing, it's constant, it's nonstop, it's instant and immediately refeedable. You type in a prompt, beautiful art appears. And it's like, wow, that's cool. Now I wonder what this will look like. Boom. I wonder what this will look like. That's just constant dopamine. And I'm telling you, you can lose your life in it. <laughs> so that's just fair warning for people who, if you have any kind of an addictive personality at all, this kind of stuff where you get these instant results and it spark, it punches your creativity. So that's the music part. That's the voice thing. Every bit of it is about the anticipation of what's going to come out on the other side, which, you know, my brain freaking loves. 
That's awesome. <laughs> I, I definitely relate on a smaller scale with the AI stuff. I also dipped my toe in and then immediately had this rush of, oh my gosh, like I'm going all in on this. This is awesome. There's so many different things you can do as a creative person, yeah. especially. Are you using it in um, any sort of business marketing context? I've used it to create images for you know so, some of my marketing. We have an in-home retreat. I do a brain rewiring retreat now, and the workbooks are all have AI art on the cover and stuff like that. And on a totally unrelated thing, you know, I'm just putting it out there. I have no real professional end game except to show the world, hey, I'm doing this, and this is how I'm doing it. Maybe we can work together on something. I'm not even saying those words. It's just sort of implied that, hey, I do this. And I did have somebody. I've gotten hired to do an AI animation film. We got three phases to the project. So, like, it's happened. Like I, I wanted to do this. It's kind of like the secret. This isn't the secret. Okay. But the point is, is I didn't say, oh, I want to, I want somebody to approach me to do an animation film. It was like, this is who I am now. I'm an AI animator. At least this aspect of me is, and I'm going to, and I'm doing this with the intention of finding somebody who says, I want to work with that. Right. Cause I don't know how to market it in any other way, except to put it out there. And then that happened. And so that's just a testament to just locking into who you're being without attachment if you don't have a specific goal, don't let that freaking stop you. Just be that person and let life happen. You, you've said this a couple of times and it's such a great, I want to like underscore highlight that because it's like, yes, be that person instead of aspiring to be that person. And then yeah. also, I think the important thing that I'm picking up on is the practice, which you mentioned earlier, of actually doing that. So being that and doing that, that's all. That's the ingredients. Yes, because again, your brain literally doesn't know. This is why I'm so like visualization has a whole new meaning now to me. Visualization is has moved from like in the law of attraction conversation to somehow moving into energetic alignment and, and moving particles to literally training your brain. It's literally rewired because it doesn't know. It's in the dark. It doesn't know this stuff you're visualizing isn't happening. And if you to get experience and to rewire your brain, it's consistent experience, right? So you don't have to go out in the world and do it over and over and over again. You can do it in here over and over and over again. And this is this was talked about in the secret. This is all science that's been around for a while. And people don't do it. They sit around with their spare time and worry about shit instead of create what they want. Instead of become, you know, they've got they've got the most powerful reality creation tool in a non-woo-woo way right here. Our perception of reality is 100% controlled by how we categorize what's coming in and what meaning we make of it. It's 100% in our control and we don't take the control, you know, or we decide that it's going to be hard to take the control. So we spend years looking for ourselves when we could just freaking wake up in the morning and decide who we're going to be. Our brain's just ready. But we have all these stories about how we should hold on to these stories and ruminate over this or whatever or my whatever it is. That's story, story, stories. And if, if someone has not created a version of themselves that no longer needs those stories, then they need those stories because it's their identity. So, you know, when a person comes to me like in a coaching relationship and they tell me their story, I'm like, great. Now, never tell that again. Stop owning that. The person you want to become doesn't tell that story, I promise you, unless it's from a stage detached to inspire. You're not going to forget the story, but don't tell it from the emotional space of truth because it's not. Anyway, that's the, the nature of things is rocking up what people think is true and showing them that it's absolutely not. And that because there is no truth, why not make up one that is actually ser that serves them? Because they're acting from it and getting results from this non-truth BS story they've got about their limitations. Tell a better story. You're going to act different, be different, get results. And even though it's BS and not true, you're going to experience it <laughs> different. The world is overwhelming. 
We're constantly being pulled in a million directions, and it's only going to get worse. So much of what we're sold online is about planning, strategizing, and thinking. But doing is the hardest and most important part. The box is where projects get finished. In the box, you'll organize, prioritize your projects, and finish what you start. You won't learn anything new. You'll simply get a lot done and be a part of a small community of doers. Go to theboxworkshop.com. Tell a better story. You're going to act different, be different, get results. And even though it's BS and not true, you're going to experience it <laughs> different. It sounds so simple. Bill. Why don't people? The only reason it's hard is because we've got years of wiring telling us it's not mm-hmm. going to be simple. That's it. Right. Yeah. And, and and also, you know, we're we're in our, you know, we've got decades of life, decades of wiring, and and the most powerful of it came in zero through seven, and whatever was implanted there, we're spending our life resolving whether or not that was true and whether or not it serves us or not. And if you're in this work, it's about recognizing when that's st- anything. You know, my training is like you. Whenever anything that comes up that's disempowering, that's a gift. If you do something with it, if you recognize it in that moment and break that pattern because your brain needs you to break it consistently, and then at night it does its little magic and, and says, okay, well, we, they kept breaking this conversation all day and then replacing it with this one. So let's start building over here and not so much over here. I mean, that's literally how it works. And if you don't, if you keep justifying going back to your old story for whatever your f- reasons are, just know that it's not that the, this process isn't working, it's working perfectly. You're just, you're sending your brain mixed signals all day and you're expecting it to just latch on to the positive ones when 95% of them are running unconsciously and they're probably negative. And you're yeah, I mean, could you say that your brain's just going to do that unless you make it do something else? It is, of course, going to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's just yeah, going to You're do totally that. on autopilot. Yeah. You're totally on autopilot. And, and a lot of people... I mean, you know, my whole thing is that people think they're living free will because they're making conscious choices about things, but those choices are based on whatever information just happened to get in there, which has nothing to do with universal truth whatsoever. It's all about you, how you categorize and made meanings of things. So with all that, what if you're not even there yet? What if you don't know what you want to be or become? Well, when when someone says that, I mean, I, I'm like, well, what do you like to do? What, we just start with passion stuff. Like, what do you enjoy doing? Because people do put too much of an important, like, they, it's like, who do I, who do I want to be? I don't know. It's, it's too big. Well, what do you like to do? You know, and what kind of person does that? Or I say, is there somebody out there in the world who inspires you, who you kind of like, they, they have quality. You don't want to be exactly like them. Right, but they have qualities that you would like to have, or they have certain aspects of their life that that make you look at. Well, what qualities do they are they exhibiting that I'm maybe not? You know, maybe they work a little harder, or maybe they're on time more, or maybe they do more of what you know they they actually create pro- whatever it is. Anybody's behavior that you see that is getting results, you can begin to emulate right now. And if you don't know how, if you need an education to go do it, then you go get the freaking education. Because it doesn't happen by magic. You know, if you want to, if you suddenly want to become, you know, a nuclear scientist or whatever, you don't go, you don't visualize the law of attraction to wake up with a freaking degree, right? (laughs) You visualize yourself getting over the fear of doing this and taking this on. And then you go to freaking school and you do what you got to do. And then in five years, your dreams come true because you became a nuclear physicist the day you decided to be one. And now what does a nuclear physicist do? He or she educates themselves. So you do the things that your future version self does right now, if at all possible. So what would you say is different 
between how you used to think about visualization when you kind of started with Wealth Beyond Reason, you know, 20 years ago, yeah. and how you yeah. think about it now? Well, like I said, I think before it was more, I was thinking at the energetic level, because we are vibration, we are frequency, and I'm and what I'm, it is happening. When we when we do the visualization, we are putting out an energy. We are putting out an energetic alignment. But we, but that but for that for the universe to respond to that, what we're visualizing. See, we're visualizing ourselves being and doing and having. That means that we, if we stop visualizing and we stop that vibration, guess what? So we have to continue to be that person who was in that visualization, so that the vibration or whatever will continue. And the way that that vibration shows itself is the action you take, and then the responses that the world gives you in response to that action. It's all energy. It doesn't have to be like this invisible mystery stuff. It's still the universe responding to your vibration. It's just that your vibration took the form of action uh, instead of just like some, you know, everybody thinks, well, I'm going to form this vision, and then it's just going to materialize in front of me. And sometimes it does occur like that, which throws people off and go, I guess it's always going to be that way. But it's all energy. So sometimes it happens like this magic way, but it also happens. We don't, the problem is, is we have lost touch of the magic that this is. Right. Our physicality and all the miracles that we do and all the th stuff that we do on all the, the 100 bazillion impossible things that happen inside this body every day. And we take it completely for granted and go, it's not possible for me to be that. Oh my God. You're, <laughs> you're, you're a bundle of miracles. You know, and then you're and you're denying your own ability just to learn a thing and get good at it. Come on. Would would you say that part of the problem in today's world is we have too many inputs and not enough outputs? Because when you're talking about this stuff, I think of people who are probably just consumed by the content out there. They get in these grooves and they're just watching and hearing what they could be, but they don't actually or they get stuck visualizing and dreaming it, it yeah. into existence, but that never happens. Right. Well, yeah. So when I first started sharing this work, I had a quiz that I would send out and it, it identified transformation personality types. And the seeker was the by far the most popular one. And, you know, they're they're committed, but they jump around and all that. This is brain rewiring and you've got to have ultimate patience. You know, it's going to take as long as it takes. That's why I'm like, this isn't something you don't approach this as like, I'm going to try it and see if it works. That's that's like how people approach most programs, personal development programs or law. I'm going to try this and see if it works. And I, my message is, look, are you a human being? Yes. Do you have a brain? Yes. Then this will work. You just have to, it's, will, will, will you work? Well, I mean, I know it always comes down to the, will the person do the work, but if a person is wondering, will the universe smile at me? That's, that's, that's crap. They don't need to be thinking about because it's not up to that. The universe will respond to you as soon as you start being the person to whom they respond appropriately. Right now, you're the person that's waiting for shit to happen. So the universe is like, okay, well, I guess you're waiting then. So let's wait. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. we'll just sit here and wait until you do that's something amazing. and then I can respond. Yeah. So it's deciding that it will work. You have to believe it's in knowing yourself. it's knowing. Yeah. Yes, of course. Well, it's deciding that you will work. That's why, you know, when I'm working with people now at the level that I'm working at, if they don't have or aren't this close to a non-negotiable goal that is at least 10 times worth worth whatever their investment would be with me to achieve, then they're not ready to talk to me yet. Because what I'm going to be asking them to do and the level of commitment that they're going to have to do to get this is, you know, if you're half ass into it or whatever, if it's not non-negotiable, if it just seems kind of cool, then as soon as you hit that big piece of resistance, which will happen because we're, we're here to push past the comfort zone, so we're inviting it as quickly as possible. 
But if you hit that and you don't, you, you just quit. You just go back and it's not, and, and it'll seem completely rational and uh, rational and reasonable to do. It, it will feel like, because all of your evidence has said this, I've got all the evidence that I need to show that I should not take another stab at this. And that's where people stop. But I mean, we'd have nothing in the world if, if that's how most inventors approach things. Well, I tried five times. I guess no iPhone. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, you want me to try six times? Six? You know, it's like <laughs> you do it till it's done. Damn. That's how it works. So would you go, you're, you're tasked to invent that thing. That's how you get paid. That's how you live. It depends on you to do it. So you do it because it's non-negotiable and you, you make mistakes and you have failures and you second guess. It's all part of the freaking journey and makes the end so sweet, right? And you had to do those things to get there. So if you really want to be there, you got to sign up for the journey because it's going to be one. But knowing that you'll get there if you just don't quit. If it's non-negotiable and you know exactly, I mean, that it gives you that it's non-negotiable, then it's all worth it. But people stop because it's really to them. They either don't believe that they can do it or it's ultimately not worth the journey that they're going to have to take to get there. Yeah. Or they're looking for, you know, a quick fix. I want to, I want to take they, they a little pill easy, and have right? it all work out tomorrow, you know, and it doesn't yeah. work that way. Because it took years for them to get wired to this limitation that they've got. And so it's going to take some time to do it. It's like, but you've got the rest of your life. So are you going to start and make the investment? If it takes five years to get to the ultimate where you are, if it takes five years, what, you're not going to start because it's going to take five years. So you'll never get there. The journey of getting there is going to be the most enriching experiences of your life. That's what you're going to look back on and go, wow, that journey to get to my dream like, oh, it was so terrible. I wouldn't want to relive some of that, but oh my God, I don't regret any of it because here we are, right? And that's, and the people who really make it, the most successful people out there, the people who you are probably admiring have that story. I guarantee you. So you don't try to avoid that story. You, you embrace it and say, bring it so I can get there. All right. Three quick questions. All right. One, for someone who started out in what I would call the wild west of internet marketing, where, like you said, you just put stuff out there and money came in. Yeah. And you've seen it uh, change dramatically. Yeah. What's working now for you? Getting people who know what they're doing mm. to do it instead yeah. of me getting help, you know, delegating, like staying in my freaking, stay in your lane. But, but the thing is, there's a lot of people throwing and and I know I've had, I've spent bad money, right? So it's about researching. And if any, there's a lot of offers out there to help you market, get referrals for everything. And don't just trust testimonials, find some, and if they're not willing to get you, then they're move on. But, but if you're a, if you're like a subject matter expert, but you hate marketing and all of that other stuff, minimize what you have to do if you possibly can, because it will suck the fun out of it so fast and, and you'll get exhausted and then you, you may give up. So it's really like we live in a world now where, you know, teams are great and, and internet marketing is a whole different animal and you want to, you want to stay consistent. You want to stay, be able to feel good about yourself, be who you truly are, be authentic in who you are. And, you know, if you really want to knock it out of the water, you, you, you know, you just need to get some professional help. That's my favorite marketing advice that anyone has given on this podcast so far. Oh, good. good. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Perfect advice. Here's what I have to say about marketing. Don't do it. That's what took the fun out of it for me. After 2008, when it got hard, it was like, this is not, and, and, and then I realized I had the experience where, oh God, I can't trust other people. So 
that that of course then it took me out of the game it's like no i got to do it myself because i trusted somebody and look what happened but that's see i that was i that was just one way i could have interpreted that lesson had i interpreted it hey maybe you get referrals next time maybe you do a little bit more digging next time the idea of help is good but just because one person did it, i threw the whole thing out for years Right. It's that kind of limited thinking that and that's why, like, if you if I'd had a coach at that time, you know, helping me with business type of stuff, he would have said, what do you stop? You know, right. Like reset. Here's how you look at it. The coach, the value of the coach is to reframe. That's that's the biggest thing to let, have you see what you can't see, you know, and, and and with the neuroplasticity conversation, it's constant. OK, next. All right, Miles, you want to ask him the question, you know, that we always ask. Bob, are you. An introvert or an extrovert? I'm an introvert, huge, big time, like the like one of the worst. Tracy is uh, Tracy, who is my partner. She is extrovert. We are complete opposite. And um, yeah, it's 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 an ongoing, you know, it's an ongoing topic of conversation. But but it's but here's the thing, Bob Doyle, not who we're not this guy, like this guy, extrovert. I'll go out on stage, da da da, talk. But when I'm done. Get me far away from everybody. Just let me re reset, you know, that kind of stuff. Everything I do is very, and COVID didn't help that at all. You know, it was like, this is great. Now I have an excuse. <laughs> I don't have to leave the house. That's right. And no one can give me a hard time about it. Sorry, COVID, right? <laughs> I got to stay. Yeah. That's great. You've answered this to some extent, and it may be too long an answer really, but what's next? And where do you want people to go to, you know, get involved with things you're doing? Okay, so for on the ba- on the brain rewiring front, my I've, my whole business model now is I'm doing these retreats at our house. I have the Evolve Your Excellence program, and uh, which is an online version of this, and then an extension past that if once they go through that. That's that's where I'm limiting it because that's what I know will work. So, and for the future, that's what I see doing. I see those those retreats growing and and all of that stuff. But I, I keep them small, like five people is is what I want because. We tested it and that's great. So that's what I'm doing there. But then the AI stuff is a whole other world. And I really don't know exactly where I'm going with that, except just to keep playing with it. I have, I've set up bobdoylemedia.com if people want to check out that stuff, right? And everything Bob Doyle's secret related is, or, or, you know, brain rewiring my current, that the personal development conversation is more meetbobdoyle.com. And that's where you find out about that stuff. Awesome. Man, I can't thank you enough. We well, can try, but we're out of time. That's the problem. I know. Yeah, I feel it like was good to talk to you. Nice to meet you, Miles. Likewise, I, you really opened up a lot, especially as we got going there. I, I had so many different questions, so maybe in the future we could do it again. We can totally do it again, and and this next time I'll be on time. How about that? <laughs> okay, whatever. Um. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening today. We can't do this without the support of our listeners. So please leave us a review or sign up for our newsletter at subtleartofnotyelling.com.